You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hit the record button. Yes, hitting the record button would uh, would work well. Hey, uh, Kevin, I, I, I'm just wondering, do you ever dream of electric sheep? Yes, quite often, most nights. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I ask is because I'm I'm almost finished reading uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which is the book that you know sort of flowed into Blade Runner. And I got to tell you, I used to hate Blade Runner. Now I'm actually starting to really like it and really get used to the storyline. And and the book fills in those gaps. So uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I knew you were better than I the movie. I knew you were doing that, so I just thought, well, I'll stun him and say that. I know, you did stun me, and I almost didn't know what to say, but this is Geekish, however, episode 103. Kevin, how have you been this week? Um, yeah, okay. Um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quite full of uh, Easter festivities since we just passed Easter. Here it's been, what, what the hell day is it? It's Tuesday. So it's been... <laughs> It's been 48 hours here since Easter. He's been so. on a sugar fix. Oh, yes. And and that's something that we need to talk about is our sugar and how we get it. And so, how we get too uh, much I, of it as well. I, I, I'll tell you, after Easter, now, I, I didn't get as much as I normally do each year because Gretel made, made this decision that we, we said to each other, look, we know that after Easter, the eggs come down, you know, the chocolate eggs, they come down 50% off. So we'll just buy something after Easter. We won't buy gifts for each other. So that works for us. We can buy more that way, you see. But one of the, one of the biggest, um, you know, not really biggest problems, but one of the things that I suffer, Kevin, is when I eat too much sugar and too many sweets, I'm constantly going, okay, where's the Doritos? Where's the, where's the CCs? Where's the, the crisps? I need... The chips. Chips, I, yeah, I, I caught on there. It took me a minute. <laughs> I, I forgot around the world we call them different things. Uh, but you know what? I had to figure out... Yeah, there's, I didn't have to... What? Didn't have to figure out. I had to hit myself in the head. My Android brain is not working today. I need an iOS brain. Um, <laughs> and that wouldn't work either. No, oh, boy. it'd probably be uh, iOS 3. Yeah, and after the morning I had, which I'll tell you about later, oh boy, that was interesting. Um, Mark did actually lose his cool yet again. So uh, I think I need some anger management stuff. But anyway, before we get to that, um, I, I'm constantly looking for savoury stuff at the moment. It's like I've had so many sweets, I need to balance out. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, savoury, give me savoury, please. Yeah, you look like you're leaning a little bit to one side there, like you're a little too sweet. I'm always sweet. I, I have that look about me. The women love me, Kevin. Well, normally the the fact that you're so full of shit counteracts it. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> well, the, the one of the things I want to know, and it, it, you know, we you just brought it up with the chips and and and, and all that sort of thing. One of the big things, and there's always a big debate in this country, is about peeps. Do you know what peeps are? No. You don't know what peeps are? It, it, right, it, okay, it, it, if if you said peeps out here, I'd be thinking perverts. No. Those we call <laughs> pervs. Oh, well, we do pervs as well, but it's also peeps as well, so... No, peeps is people, like, So we, or, we, we class them as, like, peeping toms, so... And no, I, I feel sorry for anyone called Tom because <laughs> immediately they're peeping Toms. <laughs> oh, we call we call them peeping Unless they're peeping Toms. Here. You know, they're peeping that Tom. Peeping yeah, Marks. But we call them, yeah, we call them peeping Marks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's called peeping Toms. Unless or... it's not PP Marks. Well, we have some of those too. <laughs> the, um, peeps are these, they're... They're, the, when I was a kid, they were normally, uh, in the United States, people know what I'm talking about. They were normally just in the shape of a little, like, uh, chick or a duck. Baby chick, baby duck. And they're made out of marshmallow. Then they're covered. And you know what marshmallow is. Oh, yeah. Then they're, co- then they're coated with sugar. Ooh. And then painted, you know, decorated. They might have, like, two little eyes on them or something like that. Mm. And they're these... 
they, they originally you only saw them at Easter, and then they start and they only came in yellow. Then they started adding colors. Then they started making bunnies out of them. Then they started making other things out of them. Now almost every holiday they have some sort of peep out. Uh, like you know, we had the bunnies and the chicks and in blue and pink and green and yellow. Yellow, excuse me. My southerner's coming out of me. Um, <laughs> then, uh, then like uh, Halloween, they'll have pumpkins and stuff. Same idea. They're just orange and look like a pumpkin. It's still a marshmallow coated in sugar, dyed orange, you know. And then at Christmas, they'll have trees and snowmen and stuff like Thanksgiving. You can occasionally find turkeys. Back at Valentine's Day here in the United States, they had hearts, you know. They, wow. they really expanded what they are. So I just wonder, and, and in this country, there is a there's a definite camp. Some people want to do nothing but torture and abuse the poor little peeps, and others want to just consume the blessed little things. I'm on the consume the blessed little things because I like. But then, if you don't have the other people bastardizing it to make it for every single holiday, you wouldn't have as many peeps. That's true, and and my wife believes that. Only only one true peep is the Easter peep. She's not much on eating the other ones on the other holidays. She wants to hold to the old school Easter peeps. Yeah, I must admit so. that they did that out here a bit. Um, or probably they do it worldwide. Um, you know, one thing that I can recall is like for Christmas now, you can buy like Santa Claus kind of chocolate. Like it's not a bunny, but it's a Santa Claus type thing. Uh, Lint, actually, the chocolate company uh, from Switzerland has, you know, started doing the same thing where for all different events and Christmas and that, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to release, you know, this reindeer instead of this Easter bunny kind of thing. And it's cool and it's nifty, but it takes away, I think, a little bit from the Easter festivities because it was an Easter thing. You get a hollow bunny, uh, you know, that was just made out of chocolate and... You know, that was sort of that one special time of the year. Then you had to wait another year to, to get it again. Now it's like another six months and you're there. And it's like, I don't know. It's nice to have them because I enjoy them. But I think it, it comes down with any holiday um, time. It gets way too commercialized. And, you know, we've been seeing that over the last 20, 30 years where everything has just got, you know, radically different to where... You know, now, Christmas, come 1st of September in Australia, the shops have their Christmas decorations up. There used to be a stage when I was a kid, and my birthday is towards the end of September, and it would be the first week of October till the Christmas decorations came up and so forth. And it's it's almost like, why not just continue with it all year round? You know, and then we did the Christmas in July, and it's like, why? I, I just, I personally don't get this Christmas in July crap. It's like, there's only one time... The big jolly fella comes and delivers gifts, and it's not in July. It, you know, I, I mean, they try to, they do it out here because we don't get snow, of course, in December and January when Christmas is. That's our, our summer season. Even at the snowfields out here, it's bone dry. There is no snow, so I think they like to switch it around, and it's for people who can't afford to travel overseas to have Christmas in the winter. Ah, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we. Well, no, I mean, it we do Christmas better. in July. Really? That's yeah. weird. Because that's not... I mean... For sales. Us, I mean, it's just sales. Oh, yeah. It really yeah. Is. They don't... See, and that, that's the thing. It's just too commercial. You know, I, I don't know. The Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. I wonder they haven't started making money out of the Tooth Fairy. Although, my kids do every... They make money out of the Tooth Fairy every time they lose a tooth. It's like, you got to give us money. And it's like, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Cough up the money, Dad. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's always fascinates me how things are different. Now, like I know our UK friends have Cadbury eggs. Oh, we, we've Easter. we've got those. We we've got uh, those. Yeah, we, we love You're Cadbury and chocolate. Book. Yeah, but I think they're different in this country than they are. What the, you get? The, the our Cadbury rest- eggs. They're probably different recipes, slightly different for regional tastes and and likes and so forth. Um. You know, Does so, yours actually look like an egg inside? 
Oh, white we, and yellow. You know what? We have these, uh, and I love them. They're these. Uh, unfortunately, I ate them all, so I can't bite one open and show you. Uh, but they're, they're called Car- uh, Cadbury caramel cream eggs, and they've got like so they're they're around about yay big. They're they're like a golf ball, I guess, in size, but just elongated to egg shape. And they've they've got the the white fluffiness, and then they've got the yolk in there as well. And oh yeah, my god, those things are to die for. It's like that's all I want is just those caramel cream egg, uh, Cadbury. <laughs> no, not caramel, but Cadbury cream eggs. Um, either way, I know what they look like on the shelf, and uh, you know they're one of the first things that gets sold out. Uh, you know, every Easter season, they're just magical and in fact they're one of those things that at christmas they they've they released them as well same size so they use the same mold but then they turn it into tree ornament so they make it oh this is a christmas tree ornament but it's a a chocolate thing with an egg yolk in it but they changed the instead of having the white um fluffy stuff in there it's still the same fluffy stuff but it's green for christmas and yeah, and then the Are you yolk sure it's instead of yellow. Bad? No, then the yolk instead of yellow is red. So yeah, they they mix it up a bit. But no, I, I love that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff is absolutely awesome. Okay, now we have that here. I tell you, one of the and I'm a big jelly bean fan. I'm a jelly bean fiend, but I don't like the spicy jelly beans. I like the sweet jelly beans. So I got Starburst jelly beans, which is a brand of candy. I don't know yep, if you have, have it. We have Starburst. All right, this is Starburst brand jelly beans. I got some traditional jelly beans, and then I got uh, Lifesaver brand jelly beans. Ooh, Lifesaver ones. Yes, yes, they're they're looking exceptionally delicious. Are, are they, are they Lifesaver? They're Lifesaver flavors in a jelly bean shape. But they're not Lifesavers as in you suck it and the flavor keeps no. going. Okay, so standard jelly bean, just the flavor. That's cool because I, I love Lifesaver flavor. Now I want to go and get some Lifesavers. Damn you. Damn me to hell. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you something I got that you would probably really like. Was we? I got these. I love white chocolate, which technically I know it's not chocolate. Send me the email and explain to me why it's not chocolate. I understand that. Well, you got to call but, it something. Yeah, so white chocolate. I didn't used to like chocolate when I was a kid. I actually was wouldn't even touch the stuff. Hmm, but I wow. became a white choc- I became a chocolate fiend as I got older. Uh, but anyway, I got these white chocolate rabbits that are then infused with ground up bits of Oreo cookie. Ooh, nice. Oh, these things are sheer heaven. It's like I ate one last night and I had to sit down after I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not very big. I mean they're only uh, about three inches uh, U.S., so what, about six, that'd be about six, seven centimeters Yep. Uh, in 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 uh, metric system, but, oh, they're heaven with the little bits of uh, <laughs> Oreo cookie in them. Oh. Fantastic. So, uh, but yeah, I'm all curious about the differences. Now, because that's the, I mean, peeps are a big thing around here as far as the type of candy we get, and, uh, the other things that we get too are like uh like uh Reese's peanut butter eggs. Do you get those? Uh, you know what? Probably in some specialty stores we'd get them because there's actually we we've got a specialty store you know up up the road from us that imports a lot of candies and stuff from the US cuz you guys still have Dr Pepper whereas we don't have Dr Pepper, but they import Dr Pepper. Um you know the the drink anyway. And, um, yeah, so, you know, if I go up there, they've got all these sort of things that, oh, I've never seen that before. So they may have it, but I just haven't, you know, it doesn't, yeah, the light well, I mean, isn't turning on. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a peanut butter cup, you know, a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yep. Except, except it's a, it's in an egg shape, you know, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, nah, so absolutely that's, not. <laughs> that's another thing that, you know, every holiday... They have pumpkins, they have Christmas trees, they have heart shapes, you know. And who can say no to a peanut butter cup? I mean, my Lord, you got peanut butter and chocolate. What kind of weird person wouldn't eat something like that? Yeah, I've got to admit, I put a little bit too much peanut butter on my sandwich. And, uh, you know, I I, I certainly, I cake it on literally. Uh, You know, we'll buy a jar of peanut butter 
and go through it in like four days because oh crap yeah for lunch I have it so that it's literally half an inch thick on my my bread on the sandwich I just I and and what I do is I put a, a lot of butter on it as well so you know there's some people out there who don't put butter on before they put peanut butter on the bread I'm someone who does put butter on it makes it just more buttery you know it's like ultra buttery it's just cool and it just oozes everywhere and it's great and i think people who just put peanut butter on bread and don't put butter on before they're warped kevin that's what i do do you eat peanut butter and jelly no or jam jam yeah because see our jelly is different if you talk jelly with us it's jelly in a bowl which is basically just crystals that are then put into liquid form you put hot water in you mix it up you put it in the fridge it sets there's your jelly you guys would call that jello right yeah um so when you say jelly to me it's like no i'm gonna put jelly on me peanut butter sandwich but yeah putting jam on there and apologies for the little snoozer in the background that's my daughter she uh she snoozes her heart out sometimes um so, yeah, we'll put the, the jam on with peanut butter. But the thing that I love most is jam and Vegemite on the same sandwich. Because now you guys won't have Vegemite. I, I've got to send no. you a care package. I know what Vegemite is. Yes. Have you tried it? I'm trying to think. I can get. I think there's a store down near my office that can get it because that's where I get my HP brown sauce. All right, we pick up some, and if you can't get any, I'll send you over a care package with Vegemite uh, in it. And interestingly, uh, well, not interestingly, but Americans generally hate Vegemite because it is full of salt. It's got so much salt in it that you will just go, ah, I can't stand this. Uh, Whereas Australians love it. It's one of our national foods. Uh, It's that ingrained in us. So, you know, uh, Vegemite, a thick layer of Vegemite, and then a thick layer of jam in a sandwich and then just some cheese mixed in there as well oh my god i am in absolutely i'm in sandwich heaven with that oh now see we i've never heard of that we do we'll do jam or jelly whichever we're depending on where you're at and my wife will do that with cream cheese on a piece of bread cream cheese Mm. Now she like she likes that, and uh, a couple of the kids really enjoy that. Does she get the flavored uh, cream cheeses as well? No, this is uh, yeah, but yep. no, this is just plain, plain. cream cheese yep. with with usually uh, uh, blackberry or grape jelly. Oh, nice! So they they like that. But you know, you talk about sandwiches. One of the best things about Easter being left over. And this is going to end up being almost a food show for us, but oh well. It is, it's, I'm you hungry. Can, You're going to hear my stomach grumble in a minute. I, I only had breakfast, and it's lunchtime. You can, but we're geeking out about food, so it all works out well. The um, We had spiral honey-sliced ham. Have you ever had that? Spiral honey-sliced ham? No, I don't think I have. What? How does it come up? I mean, what's the difference? Well, it's a, it's a ham... You know, a regular ham or, I guess, a pork shoulder, depending on how you want to say it. And then it's cooked with a sweet sauce, so baked with a sweet sauce on top of it. Usually brown sugar, cinnamon, maybe pineapple uh, sauce. And that just bakes it. And then they, what they do is it's pre-sliced. And they literally just start at the top of the ham and slice oh, okay. all the way down. Huh. And you can almost peel it off. Wow. Nice. So today I had a ham and Swiss cheese sandwich for Ooh. lunch with mustard. It was heaven. Uh, yum. With a, pa- with a packet of plain crisps or plain potato chips, as we would say in this country. <laughs> so oh, it was... I am so hungry now. Hey, Kevin, can we just stop the show and uh, go and eat something now and then come back later? No, no. The, the listeners won't no, no. mind. No, no, we're going to continue to annoy you. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> but, yeah, that was that's one of the great things about the leftover. And then my wife will take whatever, the part of the ham that doesn't come off the bone, which I know lots of people end up throwing away. Yeah, I'm one of them. She, she, she cuts it off the bone, grinds it up, and makes ham balls out of it. And what ham, uh, the recipe we use is it's got like a little bit of green pepper and a little bit of onion and some cracker crumb. 
and they're made into like really big meatballs, and then she bakes them with a pineapple sauce and little chunks of pineapple, over, and then we serve it over rice. Oh, that sounds nice. And then I had it with broccoli last night. Oh. It was heaven. I love broccoli. You know, that's something I would not touch as a kid. Wow. Wouldn't even come anywhere near that. And now I eat the stuff like it's about to come out my ears and every other orifice <laughs> on my body. There's a picture for you. Uh, <laughs> and that'll be in the show notes. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out our orifices. <laughs> And there's uh, our show title. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's that's going to be a really interesting one to get a picture of to put on the show. Because <laughs> I tried doing that once before, and, and uh, our fearless leader, Tim, he knocked it back. He said, there is no way I'm publishing that picture. <laughs> and Tim's very open-minded, trust me, but he uh, he just would not publish that one. Oh, I am so hungry now. I, I think we better slightly change the, the the topics, Kevin, unless you want to tell me what else you've been eating recently. Because I'm starving. I need some food. I can I can help you there. I want I'll do two things here. First of all, I want to say a public thank you to you to and me? your lovely to you and your lovely wife. I'll give Gretel most of the thanks. <laughs> That's actually a good move. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Mark was kind enough. I'm an ACDC fan. I actually yesterday I think I had my ACDC shirt on. No, it was Ki- I had Kiss shirt on yesterday. I take that back. But anyway, the Australia issued a couple ACDC commemorative stamps, and Mark was kind enough to send them over to me all the way from Australia. They came yesterday. I'm holding it up so that the audience can see the envelope. <laughs> see, audience, here's the envelope they came. <laughs> And Mark was kind enough. I love on the back, I have a little Let It Snow sticker in one corner. And then I have the koala bear up here on the other corner. I just, I, I find this quite adorable. My kids were quite fascinated by the fact that I got a letter all the way from the other side of the world. They were just cool. fascinated by that fact. And you were talking about how quickly it came. Oh, yeah. It was only a week or so since we sent it. But what I think is even cooler is you're showing me on video. And listeners, for the first time ever, I now know that Kevin is a real person. He's (laughs) definitely here. He is definitely part of this world. He's not a figment of my imagination. So there you go. It's almost surreal, you know what I mean? Because we talk every single week and, and you sort of know each other and it's like something that's now been in my home and Kevin's sniffing the mail, good Lord. Didn't you ever learn, didn't you ever learn from the anthrax problems America had? <laughs> oh, oh, no, he's going on us. Uh, but, I, I mean, it was, it was in my home, in my grubby little mitts, and now it's in another home in another country you know, half a world away. And it's just cool because, you know, me and Kevin have never met in real life yet. Hopefully we will one day. But it's just one of those things that it's like, oh, wow, there's my letter. That's it. Isn't that cool, you know? Well, well, now I have a question for you. I now have your home address, which I will not share with the listeners or anything like that. But I need to know, what are Australia's limits on sending live insects or bugs Oh, through won't the get mail, through, will they won't, let me? won't get through customs at all. No, we've got very strict quarantine uh, with customs. So I can't send, I can't you can't send, send you can't send me a spider, especially that new one that Scott Wilsey, the man who shall not remain nameless, uh, shall remain nameless. The man that I named because he scared me. I was I was recording Namp, and I saw a message come through, and when I saw a message from him, I stupidly. Opened it and thought, oh, well, I better take a look at it. And here's this big eight-inch hairy spider that they've just found in, I think it was Sri Lanka. I didn't really get that far. And this giant tarantula that, you know, eight inches. It's like, are you kidding me? And they got a picture of it and it's like, Ugh. Well, I was just going to send you a simple wolf spider or, or a recluse or something like that. They're very poisonous. I thought you would enjoy them. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. No no problem, Kevin. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a funnel web and a red back. <laughs> we'll share the I pain can... together. We'll, we'll open the packages together. 
you know what? If we're going to do that, then I think I need to go go down uh, down the valley here a little bit further and go up in the Shenandoah National Park, and I think I will get you a timber rattler, one of the most poisonous snakes in North America. I actually America. like snakes, so you can't scare me with snakes. I'm not worried about scaring you. <laughs> You're worried about killing me. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm listen just to watch that. You twitch. Listen to that, listeners. So I send him a gift package, and what does he do? He wants to send me something in return. Not something nice. He wants to kill me! No wonder I'm stressed, Kevin. No wonder I lost it last week on last week's show. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder. I don't I have a deal worked out for the insurance, though, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I am worth more dead than I am alive. <laughs> doesn't that suck? I mean, doesn't it really stink that you're worth more dead than alive? I mean... Well, that depends on who you are. For Gretel, it's a plus. For for, for my wife, it's a plus. For you, not so much. Yeah, well, well see, Gretel's worth more than uh, more, more dead than she is alive, but the thing is, I can't live without her. Without her, I'd be a lost little puppy, so... Uh... You know, you'd be walking around naked in your house with sending the kids out to use the backyard instead of having to, yeah. Damn straight. Yep. Yep. Was that episode of The Simpsons where Marge ran off and Homer was there? Oh, that's funny. That episode. That was like season three or something, wasn't it? It Was fairly early on in the run. Unless I've done it another time. They were going to put Maggie out in the backyard and just let (laughs) nature take its course. Somehow uh, I figure that's what would happen to your kids. Is it, don't go out in the yard. Be out with you children. Be out with you. <laughs> but all jokes aside, a very large thank you for that. I, I will I will get these. I've got these. I think I'm going to have them put in what's called a shadow box frame and put them up on my wall. Oh, nifty. Very cool. Yeah. Because I actually am. I don't know whether I've ever mentioned this on the show or not. I am a uh, only because I don't have time doing it. I am a stamp collector. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I'm spoken a, about it. Okay, and, that, and that, that's why when I when I saw them, because Gretel got me a set too, and uh, so there we go, we've got matching sets, Kevin. And um, wait, and, are we talking about stamps? Well, we're talking about underwear as well, but anyway, um, underwear. Okay. <laughs> on, but but uh, yeah, no. And when I saw them, I thought immediately of you because I know that you're an ACDC fan, and know that you're also a former stamp collector, and really not former. I guess you still collect them. You just don't do it as much Actively. as you used to yeah so you don't sort of go and get that lighter stamp but uh yeah no we thought they were pretty cool so uh yeah. hope yeah, you enjoy they, I will, uh, yeah, have to be, actually i have uh well here i'll the listeners can see this i'm sure here's a set of u.s stamps that my wife gave me a few years ago they're all the civil war generals oh, yeah, the so abraham lincoln there yeah two, two down general, just just different leaders mm-hmm. and the way she framed and she framed this for me and you see the front of the stamp there right yep if you turn it around on the back oh that is cool that is awesome wow so i'm going to try to do something like that if i can find a small enough frame for your acdc stamps that you very cool oh what the hell this is cracked oh, broke my- oh no oh it's okay so yeah, I'm gonna try to do something like that for the ACDC, but uh, and put it up on the wall down here. Be something Very here cool. in my menage of of uh, items that I have hanging <laughs> around my. Set that down because if I try to hang it back up right now, it'll just fall and break. So, <laughs> but anyway, so I wanted to say a big thank you to that. So, You're so that gives welcome. us the topic of the savory ham and cheese and the mm. peanut butter. Oh. You know, I had uh, oh Julie, Julie Kill. Uh, she said that she ordered a pizza today. Might have been yesterday by the time I because I'm a bit behind on on my Twitter reading. But when I saw that, it's like I want a pizza too. I don't know. I've got this food thin food fascination at the moment. I think I'm a little bit stressed at the moment. Not that you could tell, um, but just life, personal life is catching up with me. I guess. And you know what? I need this holiday. There's only one problem, Kevin. What's that? Well, it's with an uncle and aunt that I dearly love and uh, lovely people. Um, but my mother's coming along as well. No! Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, she was across last weekend for Easter. Oh, that didn't go well. 
It, let me put it this way. It got to the stage where I walked out of the house and said I would not be returning, despite the kids being here and my family being here, until she had gone home. Oh, dear. Yeah. So I, I walked out and had to sit in a park on Easter Sunday, mind you. You know, listening to music. Thank God I had my iPhone. And... Uh, just watching on the GPS to see when they left the house to take my mother home. It was that nasty. It was that bad. And, you know, she just, I don't know, she had some issue and she just had to nag and nag and nag and nag. It wasn't anything important. It was just silliness. And then she got stuck into Natalia and, you know, and sort of, Natalia's got this thing. See, the problem with my mother is she's getting to the age where she doesn't really cook and look after herself properly anymore. So she gets takeaway. She gets takeaway, or she buys just silly stuff, you know what I mean? Stuff that isn't good for her. And, uh, and you know, when I say good for her, look, she's got diabetes, she's got a bunch of other problems. She should not be eating the stuff that she eats. You know, it's just general, you know, care and, and general interest. And anyway, so every time we go across there, she's always, oh, we'll get takeaway, we'll get some takeaway, be it Chinese, be it pizza, be it something like that. And my daughter turns around, my daughter's seven, and so she turns around, and she says, you know, Grandma, where are you hiding the food? You know, she'll go to the fridge and there's no food in there, you know, other than a bit of yogurt or, you know, a bit, couple of pieces of fruit. She'll go to the cupboard. There's only, you know, things like breakfast cereal in a box because my mother will eat takeaway food all the time. Um, and, you know, she sort of says, oh, where are you hiding the food? And it's been this long running joke for a few months. And she doesn't want her brother to know, which is my uncle, who we're spending the holiday with. So she had a go at Natalia the other day, and, and you know, she's there, and she's saying, Natalia, why do you tell lies about Grandma and everything? And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, this just reminded me of when I was a kid. You know, my, my um, mother had a tendency to say, when she wanted to prove a point and make sure that people knew that she was telling the truth, she'd go, isn't that right, Mark? And if I said no... Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ, did I get it. It wasn't worth me saying no. It was worth me saying, yeah, you know. I Trust me, as I got older, I, I started saying no. Oh, boy, did I get in trouble over that. And I, I just saw the same thing happening again. And I'm like, this is your granddaughter and you're treating her like this. And it's like, fuck off. I don't care if you're my mother. You can go to damn hell. You're not going to talk to my daughter that way. And, um, you know, it just, it really, it bit me. And then that just started a, a down, downward spiral that, you know, was just like, nah, get out of my house. I'm, I'm going, Gretel. I'm not coming back till she's gone. Take her home. Don't want to know about her. And uh, so now I've got to, you know, deal with spending this next eight days with her, with the whole uh, family. And maybe all, maybe all I hope is that she just shuts up doesn't attack the kids, doesn't attack me, just shut up. And I, I, I think, cause you know what, I, I've been thinking about it for a while, and last week I lost it. I lost it really good on the show last week. And um, no one's actually really criticised me for that, surprisingly. I, I expected some hate mail to come in, or people to tell me to pull my head in, or something like that. A few people sort of put their point of view across, which, you know, I respect and understand, and... Uh, you know, again, it's a, an agree to disagree type thing. Uh, but nothing, you know, that I would be like... I, I was expecting hate mail, to be quite honest. I was expecting people to really hate on me. And I think it's just... When I got to thinking about it, I almost didn't post last week's epi episode. I was a bit ashamed of it. Um, not ashamed in what I was saying, because what I was saying is, is true. You know, it is an issue. It's definitely a problem. Um, but the delivery... I'm normally not that vicious, normally not that violent, normally not that insane, um, out of control. So I apologise to anyone who was offended by that. But the content was still accurate. It was just delivered very, very poorly. And I did put it out. Thankfully, not too many people, well, no one actually approached me to say, hey, it was bad or anything. Um, I'm sure we lost one listener, you know, so we're down to two. We're down now. to two, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I got to thinking, and I think it's just all this BS that I'm going through personally that I don't want to deal with. You know what I mean? I, I got to a stage, because, you know, we've got my stepson here as well while he's in the transitional phase. He's finishing off his course and, and until he moves back in with, with his girlfriend. And um, so 
it, it's like, okay, I've got his problems and then I had my mother's problems and I, I'm not dealing with that many people well. I don't know how you are, Kevin, with people that come and stay with you and then their problems become your problems, but I absolutely hate it. I, I like, I, you know, I'm happy for people to come across and spend like a whole day, but when then they, they're in your life and they spend day after day, you know, week after week, it then becomes whatever their problem is, you've got to sort of deal with. And I really don't want to deal with other people's problems. Everyone, you and everyone listening to the show, the two listeners, uh, and myself, we, we've all got our own personal family problems, whatever it may be, regardless of how serious it is, there's still issues that we've got to deal with and work through ourselves. We don't need other people sort of impacting on that. And it gets very, very hard, especially with, you know, different family members and stuff like that. And yeah, so I, I think I, I lost it. it. It was the culmination of everything coming together. And then I just absolutely lost it on the last episode because I couldn't stand it anymore. And it was just a good argument to have. The topic was good. The delivery was poor. So I apologize for the delivery. Um, yeah. So we, it sucks, we, you know, family stuff sometimes. I, I don't have that problem of people coming to stay with me. You just need to have more children to the point that you can't have any room in the house. I and don't that's have any did. room. Seriously. I've got two kids. We've got a two-bedroom place, okay? So we've got the kids bunking together in the one room. That's fine because they get on well and they're young enough that it doesn't matter. The girl and boy thing hasn't come in and factored into it yet. When it does, I have to put in a, a retaining wall down the middle. But my stepson is sleeping on the floor in a blow-up bed of the dining room. Close my, to the food. Oh, of course he's close to the food. <laughs> you know. Uh, and my mother, when she comes to stay, she sleeps on the lounge, in the lounge room where my office is, so I can't get work done. So it's like, oh my God, this is killing me. I don't want to be here. I, you know. Oh, and also, I don't have my shed at the moment, Kevin, because all... My stepson's stuff is in the shed. I can barely get to my beloved lawnmower. I've got to jiggle it out of there. And oh, <laughs> sounds like a good reason not to mow the grass, if you ask me. No, I love I love mowing the lawn. It gets me away from from people. Yeah, I hate mowing the grass. You know, um. I, I prefer being out there with the bugs and the spiders. I, I, honestly, I, I'll tell you something straight. I could honestly be a lawnmower. Uh, or whatever you call them. I, I could mow lawns for a living. I love it that much. It's, it, it, you know, okay, a good example, and, and this will make you laugh like nothing else. Remember when Sheldon wanted to do the most menial job you could because he was trying to work out the equation, so he went to work yep. at the Cheesecake Factory? I like mowing the lawn so that I can think and ponder all the thoughts in my head because I don't have to think about it. I just have to go line, turn around, line, turn around, line. And it makes me think and it makes me ponder. And it, I, I come back after doing that with a, a refreshed view on whatever I was pondering. If I'm you know, thinking about work that I'm doing, well, I can ponder that and, and sort of get more energetic, if you know what I mean. So... Um, you know, it, it sort of helps, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I love mowing the lawn. I should have mowed last weekend, but I decided, no, nah, I'm not going to. <laughs> so, now that's the way I feel about my snowblower. I can go out, blow the snow, watch it go in the air, you know, create my own little blizzard, mowing the grass. I got to mow the damn grass every week during the mowing season. It's just monotonous. Yeah, but you, you don't have the mowing season for very long, Kevin. It's not that hard. Well, it goes. We're a little late starting this year. Normally, by now, I would have mowed once or twice, but, but fortunately, it's been you cool enough. Yeah, you mentioned once a week. I do it once every second week. Is that because over there your grass grows quicker? Because, like here, when we're in summer, uh, we've got to do it every second week. Maybe it should be done once a week to have a really perfect looking lawn all the time. Um, but then in winter, we can do it once every three weeks to once every month. Uh, it just grows much slower uh, during winter. Yeah, and that's that's the case it is. I, I'm speaking out of turn, but from the relatives I have that live in Florida, that's what they tell me for winter down there. But during summer, March, April, we 
usually it's March, but this year we're a little later. Although the part little butt of my backyard could stand a, a, a clipping now, um, and I may do it this weekend. Damn it! The um, uh, but the rest of the yard, it's lets me get it gets really like in July, late July and August. If it gets really dry, then I can go to about every other week. But if I don't mow it every week, it looks too raggedy, and that drives me up the freaking wall. <laughs> I can't stand that, and I have to go out and mow it. I mean, I don't have a gorgeous, lush, thick green carpet, but it's got to be even. Even if it's just the weeds and the grass are even together, it has to be. It has to be even. But when it gets all scraggly looking, you know, where stuff is going, it just drives me crazy, and I have to mow it. I just, I. That's a little bit of anal retentiveness, or whatever you call it. But yeah, but it, the mowing season will run from March to generally early November, which is far longer than I would like. And that's, but you so know, you, you get a few months off. I don't get any time off. I just have to keep it going. Well, I would be OK with mowing if I could get away with once every three weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. I would be much happier then. I would not complain about mowing then. <laughs> but the and of course, the busy time, spring season It'll get to the point here most of the time that about every four days I have to mow. Wow. Because otherwise, it, it's just going rampant. Huh. I mean, it, is, it, it just grows and grows and grows. So, you got some I, serious uh, grass there, Kevin. Yeah, and I have to push mow it because the way my yard's laid out, I got hills and stuff in it. I uh, ride in lawnmower, and I don't I feel guilty. I only have, uh, what is little about 13,000 square feet a yard, whatever that I, is. I, I would love a ride on lawnmower, but at the same time, because I've got the land for it too. You know, I've got enough land that I could justify that. But at the same time, it gets me out of the house for three, three and a half hours. No technology, no kids, because the kids don't like the, the noise of the lawnmower. And it just gets me out there in my own little world thinking, and I, I love it, I think it's great, so... And one way I'd, I'd like the luxury of a ride-on, but I'd, I'd like the push lawnmower. Well, I've mowed, I mean, um, I used to mow occasionally out of my in-laws where they used to live before. And I would either mow, they had one tractor that I did some of the push mowing for them. They had a tractor that had like a, uh, it was a 42 or a 48-inch mowing deck underneath of it. Wow, to nice. cut To cut. And then they also had the bigger tractor, which had a... Was it a six or seven foot deck under it that mowed the other part of the property? And I've used both. So the other tractor was actually an old farm tractor that then had been adapted to have a lawnmower underneath of it. Uh, Farmall. Uh, it was a Farmall. Uh, for anybody of our listeners, it's a collector or a, far, a tractor fanatic. I think it was a Farmall A, if memory serves me correctly, that they had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I liked, I didn't mind that because. I didn't think about it as much, but I guess the reason I think concentrate so much on mowing is I want to get my strips nice and even. I want, yeah, I'm anal retentive, you know. You know, oh, I'm the same. If, if it's if crooked, I, then it's it, like, oh god, what have I done? Yes, that's if. So I have an established pattern the way I mow. A couple patterns actually, um, the way I mow and the way it has to be done, and and all that stuff, and it, it's it's with a you know. If, and if I had a riding mower, I think I would be a little more laissez-faire when I have used a riding mower. Oh, you because do, it's, you, you do donuts in the, the backyard. Whee! And what makes you think I haven't? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, my walk-behind mower is even self-propelled. In other oh, words, is I it? Can, really? Yeah, the wheels, it'll go by itself if I hold oh. the one hand on it. Oh, that's cool. Mine doesn't. Mine's still having to push it, but that's fine with me. Well, I used to. I mean, I used to think it was cool to mow. I used to, when I first started mowing lawns, we had what were called what are called real mowers, R E E L, not R E A L. But I, I, I thought you were talking about the ones before they had fuel lawn mowers where you'd you push them and hack the grass and. That's the one I'm talking about. I used to love to play with those things. <laughs> I used to do those. But then when I started to have to mow all the time, and then we moved, I moved up to a power mower, or you know, a gas engine yeah, drive. Yeah, you'd mower. never go back. The, yeah, and the funny—I remember the first time I used a gas, the first 
summer, I guess, I used a gas engine more. We had two of them where my mother used to live, and she had a big lot. She had, her land was about 30, she had about 34,000 square feet. So it was a pretty good-sized lot in a subdivision. Hmm. And we push-mowed it. But wow. we had two push mowers. My my brother always used the one, the big new one, which was a fairly wide. You mower. used the old had, rusty. <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it was actually very well made. The the thing was old as the hills, but it was narrow. So he, every time he took two strips, it would take me three or a little bit more than three to it. <laughs> I didn't catch on to that at first, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> and I, he, you know. He great big tall guy, and he's got the self-propelled mower and all this stuff. And I've got this little heavy push behind mower. And I'm sitting there pushing along, you know, trying to get the mowing done. I'm like son of, a, it, it did occur to me after a while, but then he just beat me up and make me use it anyway. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, well, you know what I like to do mowing, and I got to find a new pair of them. Is I want to find a new headset because I listen to podcasts a lot of time when I'm mowing. Yeah, I, I don't. I just. Literally, I, I listen to my nice little lawnmower just purring down the lawn and uh, don't listen to anything. It's, um, you know, it's just one of those things I just like forgetting everything I do for that two to three hours and just enjoying the great outdoors for once. It's my version of camping kind of thing where you go and you don't take any technology and you just enjoy it. And, uh, you know. Do you poop in your backyard? Do I... Do you poop in your backyard? No, but I do have... Uh, well, we did... I, actually, before we moved in, they used to have the old outhouse uh, and laundry out there. Um, and um, that's how far this property goes back. You know, it's a 60, 65-year-old 60, home. Um, and so, you know, in this region anyway, they had outhouses um, still, you know, working for a number of years. Um, I'd have to look up when they actually had the the water lines put in um the sewage lines i should say um but yeah it's you know it, it was just cool I, I actually wish that they didn't rip it out because it was one of those things that we saw the house before they took it out and we saw it afterwards and it's like oh that's kind of cool just to have an outhouse out there just as a talking point when people come across is just super cool you know it's pointless you can't do anything with it but it was cool you know it was you know this old fibro outhouse and it was just really cool so uh now it's just a big hole that we've got to try and get the grass growing over yeah but think about what's underneath that hole oh you know what the grass should be growing well under that hole <laughs> yeah it's, uh, you know it's funny i i guess being in boy scouts when i was younger growing up uh, I had enough. I served enough time uh, pooping in a hole in the woods and then having to cover it up with a shovel full of dirt. And uh, I don't miss those days at all. I, yeah, because the kids talk about wanting to go camping, and I'm going, well, are, and you know, they they equate it to one thing. I said, look, you don't got your own to toilet, you don't got a shower. You know, I started. I said, oh, well, you don't. And, you know, they they. I said, yeah. You poop in a hole in the woods and you throw dirt over top of it. You dig a hole, pile the dirt beside it. You use you, you use the hole. You put dirt back in on top of it. Mm -hmm. And that biodegradable toilet paper, if you're smart enough to buy it, or you find some convenient leaves. You got two choices. <laughs> yes, I, I'm I'm not one of those people who can go into the great outdoors and let nature take its course. I. I need my nice toilet with toilet paper and doing the job properly. The one that swirls in the opposite direction. No, we, we swirl in the right direction. It's the, it's the same thing. We drive the right way. It's you Americans that drive the wrong way. No, we don't. Yes, you do. I tell you what, you come over here and we'll see which one of us is right. Well, no, I know in your country, but you come over here and I'll show you which one is right. That's right. We make more That's sense. How about if I bring my truck over there and we'll, we'll have that contest? You drive your way and I... <laughs> well, actually, interestingly, uh, we do have some imported cars because some cars, you know, custom-made and, and then they're only made in small volumes. They are on the the driver's side on the uh, the left-hand side of the vehicle. And, um, you know, you, you're sort of driving down the street. I'm on the right-hand side. I'm looking at this dude and he's all the way over on the left-hand side and it's like, 
You warped little man. That's just too weird for me. <laughs> well, if so, I come over and bring my truck, I'm driving down the middle of the hell with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I come across an articulated lorry, then I might get over. <laughs> now, it's, it's one of those interesting things, isn't it? It's like whoever came up with the idea of, hey, in this country, we drive on this side. In this country, we drive on that side. I mean, we always take pot shots at... You know, you Australians, you Americans, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but who actually came up with that? And then did anyone talk? And was is there a good story behind the the way we drive on the roads? And, and worldwide, they drive differently. Obviously, the Australian way is, is more akin to UK. everywhere around the world. UK is the same. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's probably more countries that drive on the right-hand side than the left-hand side, but it, it's interesting. It's like, was it just that America really didn't want to be part of, you know, the the monarchy, and they said, oh, no, you know what, we're not driving on that side. That's for those monarchists over there. We'll go and do our own independent thing. I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Do you have any idea, Kevin, why you drive on that side of the road? Because I don't know why we drive on the right-hand side of the road. I, I've got no idea. Yeah. Right, you're wrong. Hold on, we drive on the left-hand side of the road, but in the right side seat. It's weird. Anyway, it's all backwards. If I you're in Australia, you know what I'm talking about. If you're in America, you know what I'm talking about. It's the opposite. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Well, if you're driving down a two-lane road, is the driver's side near the center of the road, or is the driver's side on the edge of the road? Two-lane uh, road traffic going in opposite directions. Yeah, the driver's side is in the center of the road. And you're on the left-hand side of the car when you're sitting in it, or the right-hand side of the car when you're sitting in it? When you're sitting in the car, you're on the right-hand side driving the car. Well, that's just messed up. No, that, that's 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 the way you're meant to drive, Kevin. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I'll bring my truck down to Australia... <laughs> We've already established that. <laughs> and we'll, we'll let you pay to have my uh, my half-ton pickup, which weighs... Oh, hold on. Why am I paying for you to prove your point? Because I said so. The, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the truck would cost... Let's see, the truck weighs about 7,800 pounds. So shipping should be relatively cheap for oh, you. Absolutely. You know, I'll just put a couple of postage stamps on it. <laughs> Very large denomination <laughs> posted stamps. And I'll um, drive the way I want to. I'll let you even drive my truck. Now, that I'll would be fun. You, that, that'd be weird, though. I'll even let you put it in four-wheel drive and drive it. Oh, good Lord. Where all four wheels are turning or powered. Mm-hmm. Well, we've, we've got those out here as well. And I, I've driven a couple of them over the years, but never on the wrong side. I, we, we just it's have the normal that, stuff. We have ours on the right side, the correct side of the road. No, no. It's not the correct <laughs> side. You can't say it's the oh. correct side just because it's your side, Kevin. Yes, I can. No, you can't. How do you know that right. our side isn't the right side of the road? Because I know that because I'm an American, remember? You're arrogant. <laughs> okay, we've established that. That has nothing to do with being American. <laughs> You know what? I don't think either one of us is going to win this argument. I, I think we're just... Uh, you, you know what? I, I'd love to hear from the listeners to see if anyone knows actually why different countries drive on, on different sides of the road. I, I really would. I'm very keen and interested to know. I'll try and do some research before the next episode too because I would like to find out. You know what's really interesting though? Uh, uh, taking getting a little serious again... A lot of the old Western movies that I've seen recently that have old West stuff, even when they're driving the wagons, mm-hmm. they're driving the American way with the wagons. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Either they're driving down the middle. Yeah, I don't know why that. And you know, the other thing that always fascinated me is when you go in, a, like if I go in a shopping mall or something, they, they, they tend, the, even the mall tends to go that way. Traffic's going around, you know, it's... Oh, so we, we go the other way. <laughs> a terrible time, then we just be running into people. <laughs> pardon me, pardon me, no, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, no, pardon me, pardon me. Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> That's funny, actually, I'll have to uh, have a look through some of Australia's historical records and just see 
I, I know a lot of people used to drive their their horse and buggy from you know the front forward position, but when you had a passenger with you, I know that I've seen some not old footage, but some recent footage. I'm talking about you know movies that were made in the eighties and nineties where they set them on the right side, but I don't know if that's just because, well, we've been doing it for that long or whether it was done back in that time. They certainly weren't historically accurate movies. They were, you know, fictional movies, but just showed it. But no, we're going to have to investigate this further. That's for next week, Kevin. We'll, we'll uh, While I'm away, I'll have time trying to get away from my mother uh, to actually do some research and, and find out why do we drive on opposite sides of the road because it's well, just straight. I, I mean, look, you can understand the water going down the sink and going down the toilet in a different direction. Cool. I get that, right? That's yeah. something that, you know, we've got no control over because that's the way the world is on its axis and how it turns and the gravitational forces. But cars are man-made products. So therefore, there's got to be a reason for it. Well, you know, some of the early cars in this country had more like a tiller, like on a boat or something like that, the oh, steering yeah, wheel, yeah. and they were right in the center. So mm. you know, they and they didn't really have a lot of pedals. So the then, the, you know, the Americans got confused then. No, no, it's because they were basing <laughs> it on old wagon designs. So see, I'm trying to be serious. You're just being. You're 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 taking the you're taking the Mickey here and uh, I and, am. And, I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, fuck you. The, <laughs> <laughs> but now the uh, I'm sitting here thinking now because you've gotten into history and I like old cars. So yeah, they they were in the center and they did then progress because my father-in-law has a 1930 Model A and by then it was well established that the driver's side would be on the left-hand side of the car. So that's interesting. And I mean, I even going back as far, I've seen cars as old as, matter of fact, I just saw some pictures I took last summer or the summer before the car show. Some cars going back to the late 1800 or about 1900, I guess it was. Mm -hmm. And they were that way. A lot of them were. Almost all of them. I don't know. I'd be interested to know when they actually established the left, the driver's side is the wow. left hand side of the vehicle. You, you know what? I'm 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 just looking at Wikipedia because, of course, Wikipedia is the place to go for all accurate knowledge in the world. And um, I, I came across an interesting graphic that shows countries of traffic that have right-handed versus left-handed. Now, the majority you'll see is not Australia. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. That is, that's shocking for me. I mean, that, don't stick your tongue out of me, Kevin. I can't yank it through the screen. <laughs> that, 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 you know, that's an interesting graphic, though, because you'd think that that would be more widespread. But no, it's so, uh, America's influence can be clearly seen around the world. Wait a minute. Back to, whoa, <laughs> put your back up a little more here. <laughs> We might have influenced Canada, and we might have influenced uh, some of South or some of Central America, including Mexico, <laughs> Nicaragua. They no way in hell we influenced Europe. Yeah, but you Russia. tried to. I mean, you tried to. <laughs> Russia. We tried to influence Russia. You tried to influence any country that doesn't agree. With... Oh man, we're getting political now. <laughs> We were trying to blow the hell out of Russia. Excuse me. That's yeah, because we they wouldn't they wouldn't line up with your expectations, with That's your right. influences, because they wouldn't agree with you. So anyone who doesn't agree has to be taken over. <laughs> nuke, nuke them, nuke them, the hell with them, just nuke them all. Yeah, so I wonder you guys haven't done that to us now for driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Who's that? Won't. There's what? Who says we won't? Yeah, uh, that that'd be. Hey, listen, we're the ones that follow you like sheep into every war you create. <laughs> Wait a minute, we create. <laughs> oh boy, this this is not going well, listeners. Is it? I think we better call this episode to a close. Well, there was never weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Just saying. 
Don't worry, our Australian Prime Minister that I voted for, that I respect, that I uh, think was the best Prime Minister we had, he followed along with what uh, George W. Bush said. So, um, you know, we're, we're uh, as gullible as everyone else, I guess. Yeah, well, I just, I go back to the 1970s. One of my favorite bumper stickers from the 1970s. Used to see it around. There was a... Uh, yeah, that was when you first started hearing about Save the Whales and stuff like that. Was it Make War, Not Peace? No, no. But you always had Save the Whales, and you, and then there was always a thing that said no nukes. That was the other mm. big thing you had. What I decided was nuke the whales. And it was a bumper sticker that you used to see out there. It was just <laughs> oh, really? nuke the whales. <laughs> Solve both problems all at once, <laughs> and, and, and you'd be done with it. Oh, so. Funny. No, it was that was one. I remember that being one of my favorite bumper stickers. I just died laughing the first time I heard that one, <laughs> or so, heard it. God, heard it, saw it. Hilarious so. stuff. Well, certainly. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll send you this link, and then we can do a bit more research on it uh, for next week. And uh, let's see if we get feedback from this episode. Last week I went insane. This week I've offended all of America. So uh, you know, <laughs> let's just see how we no, not how we go. America. North America and at least some of Central America too. Oh jeez, you had to get technical on me. I'm pretty sure you might have pissed off Iceland, but we don't know that for sure. Ah, they're a small country; it won't matter. I'm I'm sure our two listeners don't come from there anyway. What do you mean? I thought one of them was in Reykjavik. Oh, good lord! Well, maybe he's iced in. Maybe the the little you know data path won't get through. It'll it'll stop it. You know we'll we'll, we'll stop before we get to this stage. Anyway, well, Kevin, we, <laughs> we can pick you up on the Titanic too and go up to Iceland and yeah, see uh, how Ke- much ice is there. Yeah, uh, and uh, Kevin, that was the problem with the Titanic one. Well, you just have to big blocks of ice. You steer. You mm. steer around the ice. Good Lord. They just didn't have their radar on. That was the problem. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you and the weird and wacky ways that uh, Americans drive down the road to the shops? Well, I can't speak for the weird and the wacky ways we drive down to the high street. <laughs> See, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, they can always find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore B-A. Why is my voice going up? I'm not really sure. But anyway, um, or you can always go over. I'm on Google Plus. I'm in the uh, NAMP community. I'm in other communities. And you can find me there at uh, Google Plus. I'm there as Kevin Alder. And that's with two L's. A-L-L-D-E-R, which I believe is the Welsh spelling of the name. Uh, or you can always go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder and find links to other things there. Fantastic. And for anything related to me, and if you would like to get in touch and uh, throw your abuse at me for uh, disgracing your country that I've yet to visit, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> if you want to send hate mail to me, just go across to uh, com, and you can find ways to uh, interact with me there. Send me some email and uh, find out about all the shows I do, all the riding I do. And uh, you know what, Kevin? Hopefully... My two bosses don't actually listen. Three bosses, four. I've got a few bosses in the US because I write for US-centric websites and, and US businesses. So, um, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm better out of this show. <laughs> I need my jobs. I need no, my no, work. <laughs> no, 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 no. No editing. Uh, I have the editing. Uh, oh, no. oh, damn. And you know my bosses too. That's not good. We share the same social networks. Damn it. Yes, I do. Damn it. Ah, ah. Mm. Alright. You are <laughs> So so the rest of the the rest of America except for Chicago and uh, California and we better go to San Francisco as well. Colorado. Colorado as well, thank you. And I, I think I've covered everyone now. Fingers crossed. How about Vermont or uh I don't work for anyone in Vermont, I don't think. Where's Backbeat Media at? I can't remember. Uh, I think you better check. Hmm. Let, so let me anyway, just, 
Let me just put it this way. All my arguments don't apply to anyone who I work with professionally. That'll work. That, that, that'll be like the little fizzer at the end. That's called, like, covering your ass, dude. Yeah, I know. I got to it's big enough, you know? <laughs> and there's a picture for you listeners as we sign out. <laughs> well, thanks to everyone who's listened and subscribed. And, uh, you know, the, the two listeners, please tell the third listener that we dropped last week that I'm back to normal at long last. So until next week, take care. And between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. And that- I got a bad feeling about this. The App Minute Podcast, your one stop for reviews of iOS apps and Apple-related gear. I like the sound of that. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Join us on the App Minute Podcast on the Stoplight Network. Even Han Solo thinks we're cool. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. What? Count me in. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? No!